Let's take a minute to talk about breaking bones. The idea of breaking bones actually comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 25, verse 15. Let me read it for you. With patience, a ruler may be persuaded, and a soft tongue will break a bone. What a remarkable, arresting picture of the art of persuasion. The context really is trying to persuade people who are in authority over us, in this case, a ruler. The topic of persuading those in authority over us comes up because in the past week, I've had some people respond to our uh, video from last week about the nine marks of a pro-life church. And included in those nine marks, obviously, is the role of the pastor to be teaching and preaching on the sanctity of human life and the preeminent moral crisis that's represented in the Bible as the shedding of innocent blood and beginning to bring the good news of, of God's uh, grace in Christ to those who are suffering the guilt and the grief of abortion and, and the, the call to rescue the innocent one mother at a time as, we, as it comes to us in, in the book of Proverbs 24, rescue those being led away to death. My experience is that most pro-life activists who approach their pastor uh, are frustrated that they don't do more, they don't say more, the church isn't pro-life enough. And my experience in interacting with pastors is that they really resent uh, pro-lifers coming to them and they always feel like they're under attack. I'm not saying enough. I'm not doing enough. And, and they feel that attack and they raise their defenses and they dismiss their attackers. And so the net result is that pastors become more resistant to pro-life activists and pro-life activists become more frustrated with pastors. My Nine marks was kind of a, a, an approach to try to neutralize all of that and say, look, if you're a pastor or you're an activist, these are nine things that a church can be doing that will promote over a long period of time a biblical, mature view of what it looks like to stand for life. We don't have to pick sides here. We don't have to make enemies, make bad guys. We just need to say, how can we grow and mature God's people to know God's will according to God's word and do it in a way that leads to God being glorified? I know that whenever anybody goes to somebody else who's in authority over them, you've got two problems. You've got to overcome their authority in a way that they will receive it, and you've got to provide them some practical information that helps them see what you see and be drawn to what you're doing, to win them to your position. And that's what Proverbs 25 is really all about. It says, with patience a ruler may be persuaded and a soft tongue will break a bone. It really is the great weapon of the Spirit that we approach those in authority over us with patience and a soft tongue. Humble, gentle, sweet, winsome. Going in and attacking people simply doesn't work. And that's what this Proverbs is saying. But what does work, what's so powerful that it can break a bone, is approaching people with patience and kindness and with humility or with a soft tongue.
I know this takes great patience because over the years, I have endured some rather strange things from my own uh, fellow pastors and clergy. I remember I was invited to actually preach at a church once in which an elder came up to me and said, I'd like to welcome you to our church here, but I'm not happy that you're here. <laughs> Can you imagine being told that as you walk into the church getting ready to preach that Sunday? And uh, But again, instead of taking a personal I tried to use some patience and a soft answer. And I said, well, why don't you come and see me after the service and let's see if what I share today is not something that you will find to be quite helpful to your people. And indeed, when I was done preaching, he came up to me and he said, yes, that was remarkable. In other words, he perceived that because I'm a pro-life speaker, that I was going to go in there and harangue the people and be judgmental, and all the other things that they were thinking it means to be pro-life. And instead, what I went in there to do was to teach the Word of God, uh, the will of God, to the people of God in as winsome and a persuasive way as I can, as I do on any other topic. I went to another church that I got invited to preach, and one of the associate pastors came up to me before I was getting ready to preach, and he said to me, I just want you to know, John, that this is a church that believes in hope. I thought, where is that coming from? And the point that he was making is, again, he thought I was going to come in and bring a lot of condemnation to the church, which is not really the way I operate. But he was very defensive. And I had already been invited to speak at the church. So if you're a pro-life activist and you're going in to speak to your pastor or an elder or others and say, let's do more, you better really wrestle with Proverbs 25, verse 15. You better go in there with some patience and a gentle tongue. And I would advise you to go in there with my nine marks and say, here are some ways that churches are maturing in their stand for life. And uh, I'd like to help us develop any of these. How can I help you? Who can I work with? Uh, how can I serve the, the leaders of this church? Uh, can I teach the four questions in a small group or a Sunday school class? Can I work with our young people to try to equip them to know how to make the case for life in a hostile, secular culture? In other words, there are some approaches that you can take with leaders that are more winsome than others. And Proverbs 25 tells us, if you're going to approach rulers, you better go in with patience and you better go in with a soft tongue and you will then walk away not being broken or crushed in spirit, but oftentimes leaving that person wide open to something that they were at once defensive about. And that's my recommendation for all of us. The Sanctity of Human Life Sunday is, is, is uh, usually the third Sunday in January. It's a time in which many, many churches address the sanctity of human life. And this is probably a good time to start approaching leaders. If you want them to consider uh, doing something on that Sunday, I, again, I would go to them, maybe send them the nine marks, have coffee with them, talk to them, offer your help to help your church grow and mature in their stand for life in Winsome and powerful ways that save lives and defy the evil one. I hope this is helpful. Thanks.